This episode was uploaded Saturday, October 22nd, 2022, and you're listening to episode 9 of the 5x5 Room RPG Podcast. As Game Masters, our job is to manage initiative, voice NPCs, and effectively herd cats. But most of all, our job is to facilitate the fun at the table, and doing so is not always an easy task. I am personally always seeking to grow and improve as a Game Master. And the best way to know how to do that is by receiving feedback from my players. Which brings us back to herding cats. Today, Hollis and I discuss what makes good feedback and how best to solicit it from your players. Welcome to the 5x5 five five Room. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Hollis. And today we are going to talk about feedback. We've mentioned in some previous episodes that we think that this is very important, and we thought it'd be a good idea to go into detail on why we think feedback is important. So I'm just going to start off with a question for Hollis. We say feedback, but what feedback do you want as a GM? Like, What are you looking for to hear out of your players? Week after week, I look forward to my players telling me exactly what they didn't like and then offering no additional bits of information at all. That's pretty normal. Or or at the very least, I tend to get a, yeah, that was great. And I go, oh, thanks. Anything. Anything you got? <laughs> Maybe? I don't know. Realistically, I hope that the feedback I'm looking for, right, would be information about what they did and did not enjoy in a constructive way. And when I say constructive, I mean in a way that lets me improve the game. And I know that that's not always easy, but getting that feedback, having great feedback, is one of the best ways I can improve the game for them when we come all gather at the table. So let's jump into that now. What makes good feedback? Obviously, we've established that it's bad feedback when someone just says, yeah, it's great. I hope this isn't sounding too basic, but to me, what makes good feedback is feedback with critical thought. Being able to identify elements that you both did and did not like in some cases, with minutia, that allows me as the DM to really cater and craft the game to more of my players' tastes. I do think that feedback can come in both big and small. It There is no too small or too big. You can say, hey, I really just don't like the direction the campaign's going. Obviously, some extra detail is relevant there. Like, is there anything in particular you don't like? Is there something different you want to see out of it? But even sometimes very small things like, hey, I that last NPC that we met that seems like they're kind of important, I haven't really been digging on it. Maybe we could try someone else. I think I'd also add that it can be detailed or vague. Sometimes you realize that you don't like something, but you're not really sure exactly what the total of the elements are that you don't like. But as long as you're able to point towards something and say, I think I really like this element, or I think I really like this element, you can lean on the DM and the other players to kind of figure out that minutiae. I definitely agree. Like, if there's something you like in your game, if you are currently in a game right now, please tell your game master about it. It doesn't have to be during the game. It could be just right now on the spur of the moment. Those kind of things resonate. And if you tell me that you like something, even if it seems vague or small at the time, I can usually extrapolate what exactly it is about that and how I can incorporate that more into the game going forward. One thing about feedback is that getting it is a lot like pulling teeth. Hollis, how can we convince players to give us more feedback? We pause the entire game and we tell them, until the feedback comes in, there will be no dice rolled at the table. You know, I actually like that idea. <laughs> it's, it, at the very least, I'd get something. I'd get feedback of, we don't like when you do that. But, you know, realistically, like, what can we do 
to help encourage players to give us that little extra bit that is going to help us make the game better for everyone at the table. One thing we've noted and we've discussed before is that often trying to give feedback to someone else, regardless of what the subject matter is, very much feels like criticism. Most people that are going to be moderately empathetic are going to shy away from doing something that would cause a confrontation or be confrontational. If that's the case, if that's one of the ways that in which players are intimidated about giving feedback, I think one good option is to provide an, a way for them to give feedback anonymously. That's a great idea. I think you can make Google Forms you can create that you can put out there and you can specifically request that your players leave you a note or something. There's ways that you can kind of get across this. It's also a lot of players don't like giving feedback in front of other players because they're not only afraid of hurting your feelings as the GM, but also hurting the feelings of the other players, not knowing that if they don't like something, there's probably a chance that other people don't like it too. It's better for us to just get it out there so that way we can change things for the better and move on. Another way you can go about getting feedback from the players is, as a DM, to approach them directly. That's always an option. Again, I think this will be a more like confrontational kind of option. Depending on how your players are, they may not be willing to give you the full breadth, the full width of the feedback they'd like to give because they're worried about how you'd respond to the negative criticism they have about the game, which is understandable. I, I personally have gotten feedback before that made me feel bad in the short term, but I knew that it was important that that player told me so that I could change the game and make it more like something they would enjoy. Yeah, don't be afraid to hurt our feelings. You will, but that's fine. Feelings are made to be hurt. I mentioned a, uh, a form or a survey of some kind. I actually had a survey that I had made for past games. It wasn't for like current a current game in particular, but I had created a survey that asked a few questions, and I sent it out to all of my players that had ever played in any game with me, even if I hadn't seen them in like a few years, just to sort of field some questions. And some things that I asked them were a little generic, but it was to get a greater idea of effectively what it was that they enjoyed about my games. So I would ask them things like, uh, describe a particularly memorable moment in a game that I ran for you. This means that they don't have to go into like a huge detail of like, oh, I liked these mechanics, or I liked this NPC, or I liked the storyline. They can tell me, oh, this thing happened, and I can kind of remember that scene and what led to it, and infer from there what it was exactly that made the game good for them. I really like that one. And if for no other reason, but because you are tapping into the concept of that memory, right? I, I can tell you that there's plenty of games of D&D that I've run or played where the memories stick with me, but I knew that I liked where that game was going. And attaching how they felt to a memory, a good memory they have of the game, really can tell you a lot. It can tell you a lot about what they thought about the theme, a lot about maybe a, a key component of the combat or an ally they had during that fight, or the dynamic of the combat itself or the, the party they were with. It's really, it seems really insightful. And I did get at least, I don't know, maybe five or six people to actually respond to that survey. So it did something. How many people did you send it to? I'm just curious. I think it was about 15 or 20. Oh, okay. I think this goes to speak towards the, the difficulty in getting that feedback from players. Right. I considered myself very lucky to have gotten back maybe a quarter of what I sent out. That's just how it is. So here's some other ideas for getting feedback from players. There's also feedback that you can get without actually asking for it. You can watch carefully when you're running your games, and you can pay attention to the things that the players are responding to with energy and the things that they are kind of not that excited about. When you bring in an NPC and everyone is like, oh, haha, it's this NPC again. You're like, okay, cool. 
we've got a good rapport going on versus when you start talking as an NPC and people pull their phone out, you know, oh, okay, not really resonating with this guy. Sounds like it's a lesson in learning how to read the room. That's true. I think that's a big part of being a game master. The tough part is that you are already juggling so many things. It is difficult to also try to pay very close attention to the exasperated sighs and gleeful exclamations of every single person at your table, but that's kind of what you have to do sometimes, especially considering players just aren't that forthcoming with feedback. Another idea, something that we can do as game masters to help inspire players to give us feedback, is giving the players feedback. We often do a pretty bad job of this because, once again, we've got a lot of things that we're juggling, but I think it's important to, especially at the end of a game, chime in with that, hey, I really liked that strategy that you guys came up with. I didn't expect anything like that. That was great. Or, oh, that was really cool how you pulled out that item that I I forgot that you guys even had and it really came in handy in this situation. Great job there. Every time that you can help pointing out things that the players are doing and help reminding them those things, you kind of increase their comfortability with doing the same to you. And in the way that you described that, It makes the players pay attention really well. It makes them think, oh, wait a minute, this lead that we haven't followed up on or this XYZ item that we haven't really, you know, gotten a chance to use or hasn't really come to light. I wonder if it's useful here. As a DM, I find that I'm often giving out more items as tools for players to use than I actually end up using said tools. So it's really easy for those tools to kind of be forgotten and eventually be tossed to the wayside for a bigger, you know, better plot point. But it's important that you as a DM remember, and even better if the players remember this stuff, because it could come up and be a useful element later in the game. Yeah, and if the players remember it, that's a good indication that they thought it was something interesting, and that's that's feedback in its own right. So I want to take a moment and just kind of reverse these tables a bit. We've already talked about examples of good feedback. Obviously not all feedback is good. It's still important that players tell us when they aren't enjoying something or when they're not having fun. As a DM, how do you approach correcting your game when players tell you that an element that you've implemented is not something they really care too much about, or just is not as fun as you had imagined? I think the first step is assessing uh, whether or not the player realizes exactly what it is they do dislike. Because sometimes they might say, well, I really hate dungeon crawls, but maybe it's something that's happening in this dungeon crawl that's not quite meshing with them. Maybe there's a way that you can still make it interesting. But I also think it's important to remember that your interests are still important as a game master. And if you came to the group and said, hey, I want to run a game that's about dungeon crawling, and then one of the players says, hey, I really don't like dungeon crawling, you can say, well, that's kind of what this game is. So It sounds like it's a lot about expectations in that instance, right? If a player doesn't like an element that is going to be the the focal point of the game, I think it's worth having the discussion with your players. That is, hey, this is the kind of game I plan to run, and I have other people on board that might enjoy this kind of game. It might be the case that this is just not the session or game for you. And it is important as a game master to establish that in like a session zero or to make it clear before starting a game. You were previously talking about negative feedback, effectively criticism, but then there's also just bad feedback. If someone says, well, that sucked. Okay, well, that doesn't help me. It doesn't help my game grow. You've got to give me some information here if there's something you're dissatisfied with. And if it's something that's core to the game that I think is what we're all here for anyway, it's probably not going to change. You had a quote in a previous episode that I really, really loved. And that quote was, 
Anytime you receive feedback that is not solicited, it is criticism. Yes. I really like that. And I think it's a beautiful phrase to use in this discussion. Bad feedback, such as it sucks, doesn't really help the DM at all. You know that the players have a negative emotion or negative feeling tied to an element of the game, but it doesn't do a whole lot to explain or give options on how you can improve the game for the better. You just simply know they don't like something. This comes up all the time in video games. Often when you're playing a video game or you're playing other games, like board games, you may realize you don't like something and you're not really sure how to fix it. You just know you don't like it. That's why talking this out with the players and the DM is very important. Together, you put your minds there and you are able to come up with a solution for this very large problem, which is a section of the game does not appear to be enjoyable. Yeah, I think a conversation is a great place to get this kind of feedback. Good feedback. And maybe that means bringing people out one-on-one. A possibility is if there's like a few players in your group, maybe once a week you, you pick one, you say, hey, do you want to grab dinner? Do you want to get lunch somewhere? We can talk a bit about the game. You can tell me some of your feelings about it. And we can maybe make some uh, adjustments if there's places in it that aren't quite hitting all the right notes for you. As a follow-up, Maybe we can discuss the complexity involved a bit with when you have differences of tastes at the table, but they're not so extreme. For example, maybe there's a player that simply likes combat significantly more than everyone else. If it was up to them, every single game would be a dungeon crawl uh, sort of excursion. But for everyone else, they're okay with just a light amount of combat. I think that's going to come down to compromise, but... Finding that balance is going to come about from learning the preferences of those people at the table. Because while it might seem at first that you've got one combat monster that really likes duking it out with monsters every every session as much as possible, you might not realize that maybe there's a few other players that also really enjoy it. And maybe that's a good piece of advice, is if you really want to get good feedback, maybe you should experiment more as a GM. Try running two or three sessions without a combat. See if your players pipe up and say, hey, how come we're not fighting anything? What's going on? And then maybe run two or three sessions where there's two or three combats in each session. And then the players go, hey, we're fighting like all the time. We haven't talked to anyone or done anything else. And you can kind of get a read on the room, understand a little bit more about them. Once again, these are times where the players themselves may not even realize what it is they don't like. They just know that something doesn't quite feel right or they're not quite engaging in the way that you want them to. I think that's solid. We have not discussed this in another episode yet, but pacing of your game is very much going to be something that is up to directly the players at your table. It could be the case that they enjoy a very fast and loose, kick in the door, let's get it going kind of combat. But you also may have the players that want to play a game that is very careful. Before they pursue their next lead, they will spend in-game days plotting and planning to make sure that there's a method to their madness that goes off without a hitch that leaves them largely undetected and reduces the amount of combat that they that they have and without as you said experimenting going and trying things that maybe you wouldn't normally do just to see how they would respond or react is the way you do it house can you think of any feedback that you've received recently from your players either verbally or non-verbally from just picking up on it that has influenced your handling of your game. I'll actually use one from my session yesterday. So I had a player that was using a the spell Ice Knife. And Ice Knife says, of course, you, you 
choose a target, you get a spell attack against that target. But then the description of the attack is that it then explodes outward to every enemy within five feet away. Now, Red and, is written... And ally. And ally. So, yeah, I mean, you're I, right. It, anyone... I, I might know this for other reasons, but <laughs> we'll save that for another episode. <laughs> Given that, they assumed, okay, I've got my plan for how this spell is going to work. I understand, like, what my limitations are. I'm going to cast this spell right now. Well, so... The targeted enemy just so happened to be next to a fountain, a water fountain. And what I described or what I tried to make it clear to that to that player was, hey, under most circumstances, I would allow this spell just read as written, right? So it's only going to work in the way that it's described on the page. But the problem there was there were some enemies that were 10 feet away. There were some enemies that were 15 feet away, but they were all next to the fountain. So I made a small exception. I said, in this exception, I'm actually going to allow your ice knife to target the fountain. So you'll make a regular spell, uh, spell attack against the fountain. However, that will then explode out and any enemy next to the fountain are, is going to take the residual damage that's going to get rolled. They really like that idea. <laughs> and and I, it's obvious why. You know, it, it gives some additional utility to a spell that normally is a bit more con- restrained because of its conditions. But in this instance, it made sense and it was sort of a option, a creative option that they had not considered yet because they're newer to the game. And it was an immediate, immediate response of, oh, wait, I can do that? That sounds awesome. And I could see the other players that were also new at the table kind of light up with interest with this concept. It was something that I immediately thought, okay, going forward, take advantage of those opportunities. If they have a unique way that a spell can be used that isn't necessarily conventional or the way that it's planned, the way that it's written, use that. Allow them that creative freedom to make the spell that they're using very interesting. Because to them, it does something unique for them at the table when they use it. I think that that moment when you notice that all of the players at your table are thinking, oh, what is a way that I can do this thing to do something else that's really cool? You realize you've got them. I I could not believe that they were so excited about that as a concept. DMing, just like you have for the years that we have, these are concepts that we're so used to that is ingrained within us. Trying to be creative at the table makes the game interesting for our players. However, for newer players, these are things that they don't think of. I can't recall if at the end of that game, any individual player walked up to me and said specifically, hey, when you did that thing with the fountain, that was really neat and interesting. I would love to see more things like that. Now, granted, this is the kind of read that I can pick up at the table based on their reaction, of course. But I think it's a lesson learned. If you really enjoyed an element of that game, give that feedback to your DM. That gives them the opportunity to include that element even more than you ever could have imagined so that it continues to make the game more interesting. So you might as well take advantage of that because the game is only better for you when you let the DM know what you need and what what you enjoy. But enough of my gushing about my game. You know what, actually, Jeremy, same question to you. What's a time as a DM that you either picked up something great from feedback or a player gave you great feedback that made you really happy about the game? So back when I made my survey, I did get some interesting responses. In particular, there was one time where I had a game and the players were effectively set up for failure. They didn't know it, but they were in a very bad situation, and by the time it all came to an end, they had horribly lost. It wasn't like a TPK. They, they in fact, won the battle that they fought, but the cost was great. There was NPCs that were sacrificed, and effectively, by the end of it, was an extremely low note. When I gave my survey... That was what the players said they really remembered from the game, was that extremely low note. They remembered how bad things were, and that is what resonated with them. 
That's amazing, by the way. What? So they took an experience that was very hard for them, and that created a memory, but that was a positive feedback? Yeah. Memory? That's amazing. That was their a particularly memorable moment from a game that I ran. They remembered how low I had brought them in that moment. And it was sort of a reminder that, as a GM, sometimes players don't immediately like it when they're faced with challenging obstacles or extremely difficult decisions, but those are the ones that make good stories and those are the ones that make good memories. Similar question, similar concept, but now in the framework of giving the feedback to the player. Something I've started doing more often in my games that I play is that when the game is actually ongoing and the roles, good or bad, are occurring, I tend to say a lot more encouraging things to players at the table regardless of the results of their role. So, for example, if a player does a really great check, I will actually say, what? A natural 18? Uh, you're definitely going to succeed on this. What's the total number? And a small thing like that makes them feel really good about the game that they're playing. I'm big on not having the relationship between me and my players be an adversarial one. I, you know, It's in my code of conduct. I am on the side of the players. I want them to win. So when they succeed, I want to say, that was a great role. But when they fail, I want to say, it's okay. You'll get them next time. Are there other examples that you can think of where you give feedback to players in terms of how you've enjoyed something they've done? I think it definitely comes from if I see a player change the narrative or drive the narrative in a specific direction, I'm always happy to remind them how cool it is and how interesting it is and how I didn't think of that. Players really love to hear that. Players love to think that they've outsmarted you almost in a way. If you introduce like a really complex puzzle and the player like sidesteps it, if you get mad about it, the players are just going to be like, oh, okay, I guess creative solutions are bad. But if you say, oh, that's so cool, I didn't even think about that, way to go. They're going to take that in a much better way than you throwing a fit over it. I think we're getting pretty close to time at this point. Hollis, do you have any leaving thoughts on feedback? I hope in our discussion and the way we've been energetic when we share some of these stories, it's pretty evident that the memories that stick with us as DMs and with our players are the things that we honestly, to some degree, try to replicate every time we're sitting down at the table. And of course, not every session is going to be groundbreaking. It's not going to necessarily be the most memorable, but it definitely gives you a sort of bar that you hope to achieve each time you're sitting down to play. And you don't get that. You don't ever reach those high highs or those low lows without knowing that you're at least headed in the right direction. And feedback is super critical for that. And I would say that there is no too much feedback. Like if you ever have any thoughts or feelings about anything that's going on in your game, especially if you are in one right now, please tell your game master about it. Even if it's something as simple as like, I really like that you used a funny accent when you talked to this NPC. We love to hear it. But on that note, we'll call it a close for tonight. Thank you for listening. Have a good night.